0: All You Need To Know, the Bloomberg Quint podcast that prepares you for the day's business. Good morning and thanks for listening in. Happy Friday to you. This is the Daily Morning Update from Bloomberg Quint and I'm Alex Matthew. Today's the 11th of December. India's COVID-19 active cases remained below the 4 lakh mark for the fourth day in a row in a positive sign for the country, even as several countries globally are rushing forward with inoculation drives to contend with a deadly second wave of the virus. There were less than 32,000 cases added in India in the 24 hours to 8 a.m. yesterday. In the top news, Brent crude overnight reached the $50 to the barrel mark as signs of progress on another U.S. fiscal stimulus package raised hopes for a boost in demand. Futures in London rose as much as 4.4% at one point to almost $51 to the barrel for the first time since March. As of this morning, Brent had settled at $50.4 to the barrel. The positivity on the stimulus measures in the U.S. came after Treasury Secretary Stephen Mnuchin said that progress was being made on an agreement. Speaking of stimulus, the European Central Bank escalated its campaign to shield the eurozone from a possible double-dip recession with another burst of monetary policy stimulus, while cautioning that it may not deploy all of the new firepower. The additional envelope of 500 billion euros in bond buying approved at the meeting yesterday need not be used in full, ECB President Christine Lagarde said at a news conference yesterday, and that is if favourable financing conditions can be maintained. Back home, the ongoing court battle between the Tatas and the Mysteries rumbles on. The Cyrus Mystery side argued in the Supreme Court that He was trying to ensure that Tata Sons is run as a board-managed company. Senior advocate C.A. Sundaram, who began arguments on behalf of Mystery in the second half yesterday, said Tata Sons was being run in a manner that was prejudicial not just to minority shareholders but to the company itself. For all the arguments that were made yesterday, do look up the story on the website plumberquint.com. In more international news, UK Prime Minister Boris Johnson has said that there is a strong possibility that the UK will fail to strike a post-Brexit trade agreement with the EU. Johnson said now is the time for businesses and the public to prepare for that outcome, although negotiators would continue talks. He added that negotiations were not yet there at all. In the US, applications for unemployment benefits surged last week and came in higher than estimates with the highest level since September, suggesting that widening business shutdowns to curb the pandemic are spurring fresh job losses. Initial jobless claims in regular state programs rose by 137,000 to 853,000 in the week ended the 5th of December, according to data released by the Labor Department. On an unadjusted basis, the figure increased by almost 229,000. Do remember, though, that the prior week included Thanksgiving, and data tends to be volatile around holidays. In international markets, U.S. equities ended mixed, with the Dow and the S&P 500 losing about 02 and 0.1% respectively. The Nasdaq, though, rose by just about half a percent. In the Asia-Pacific region too, it's a mixed start to trade with two of the three early risers starting off in the red. And with that, it's over to Hormuz Fatakia for the trade setup for the day in India. Morning, Hormuz. How are we looking today?
1: Good morning to you Alex and to those tuning in as well, markets took a break on Thursday with the multi-day winning streak of both the Sensex and the Nifty coming to an end. But when most indices took a breather, it was the FMCG index that stepped up its game. The index gained close to 3% on Thursday and ended at an all-time high the final trading day of the week so let's take a look at what's in store for you today first up an update on the IRCTC OFS the non-retail portion received bids for 198 percent of the total shares on offer this even as the stock fell over 10 percent which was its biggest single-day drop on record. The government has announced that it will exercise its oversubscription option to sell another 5% stake in the company. The OFS for Retail Investors opens today. While IRCTC's OFS received a strong response, it was not quite the same for the OFS of Federal Mughal Gazette. The non-retail issue saw demand for just over 17,000 shares as compared to the 1 crore shares on offer. The OFS for Retail Subscribers too opens today. Topdeg Rijig is set to take place at United Spirits. The company has announced Hina Nagarajan to be the CEO designate from April of 2021. The current MD and CEO Anand Kripalu will step down from his role on June the 30th next year, following which Nagarajan will take over from the 1st of July. Nagarajan is currently the managing director for the African regional markets at Diageo. UPL held a con call on Thursday evening where it clarified on the alleged whistleblower allegations. The company has reiterated that there is no new complaint and that none of the entities mentioned in the article were wholly or partly owned by promoters or employees. Now despite the company's clarification to the exchanges which came during market hours on Thursday, the stock ended 11% lower which was its biggest single-day drop since March. Let's talk about Kalpataru Power. The company on Tuesday evening announced that it has approved a capex of over 200 crore rupees and another 170 crore rupees towards construction of a new office building. Now post this announcement, the stock declined 8.5% on Wednesday and another 6.5% on Thursday. Now the company has decided to keep the proposal of the construction of a corporate office in abeyance. It is said that it has taken this decision after receiving feedback from various stakeholders. Aircon International will be in focus today after it has been awarded the Upgradation work on the Gurgao pathodi rewari section of National Highway 352 on a hybrid annuity model mode from the NHAI. The order is valued at 900 crore rupees. A couple of more stocks on the back of order wins, Gayatri Projects has won three letters of award for pipe drinking water schemes from the Namami Gange and Rural Water Supply Department of Uttar Pradesh in a joint venture. The company's share in the joint venture is 97.5% and the total orders are valued at over 1300 crore rupees. And PNC Infratech has received the letter of acceptance for a rural supply water project in Uttar Pradesh. The approximate value of the project is pegged at 952 crore rupees. Keep a watch on ONGC in today's session where Morgan Stanley has upgraded the stock to overweight from equal weight and has also raised its price target to 115 rupees from the earlier 84 rupees. For today's session, Canada Bank is back at the FNO ban. And speaking of Canada Bank, the board has approved the QIP issue price at 103.5 rupees a share. This was also the floor price of the QIP issue. And Punjab National Bank continues to remain in the FNO ban. Early ticks on the SGX Nifty showed that the index traded 20 points higher, around the mark of 13,550. Now, as of closing on Thursday, the Sensex and the Nifty are both trading with gains for the week. This will result in a sixth straight weekly advance, which will be the longest weekly winning streak since July this year. That's all from me this week. I wish you all a happier weekend, and it's back to you, Alex.
0: Thanks, Hormuz, and thank you all for listening in. This is Alex Matthews signing off. Have a great weekend.